0: Lot Talk Radio. Hello, this is George mine and it's Sunday. Now, I'm usually And this virus isn't it teaching us about what scientists are doing and the experiments they're doing, and science is telling us not to ingest or stick light up our body somehow, some way. You know, don't stick ultraviolet lights and viruses in our body and that could be very dangerous for ourselves and others around us. So, you know, we're learning a lot. We're learning about how science really applies to our lives, how valuable science is in our lives. And I've seen even seen commercials now about science and that we're relying on science. Isn't that a shift lately, especially in the United States? Other countries have been more reliant on science to solve problems. The last few years, we've kind of gotten away from it, haven't we? We've drifted to this... Uh, Science is bad, and science teaches this, and science teaches that. Now, when we really need science, we kind of rely on it a little bit more. So this show is about health science. I talked a little bit, and spiritual Okay. I have a really interesting article, which I'm going to buzz through a little bit and discuss a little bit about the gentleman who wrote The Dow of Science. Let me go back. The Wayback Machine here. It's an uplift magazine. And I can find the author again. We'll get uh, Fredoff, Capra. Fredoff. 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 He wrote the book The Tao of Physics. Okay. 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 I got that wrong. The Tao of Physics, 1975. And I have some thoughts. Well, he's going to present some thoughts in this article from Up Magazine from October 25, 2019. This is way before the Corona. But I'm just going to share a few things about spirituality and science, if I can find my post back in the article, spirituality and religion. And then I had a section of it, which I'll find in a moment, but parallel, the parallels between science and mysticism. I like the idea of mysticism. Now, let's, let's talk about health a little bit, the science of health, from my perspective. You know, I read a lot, and I've been very conscious about my diet. And and I become a plant-based vegan. What does that mean? You only eat certain foods, and you don't eat meat. You don't take in certain oils into your body, and you avoid certain. I don't base this on hearsay and theory. I base it on what doctors present. I've watched a lot of videos and read books on it, and the science of eating healthy. So much being ventured around. Well, this is about How many diets are there? Thousands. It seems like thousands of diets and subjects. Deep, deep, to seek that. But if you break it down and you go to science, and you go down to the molecular level of science and the cellular level of science, and you you have three people and steady people who have a real balanced look at it. You know, they were talking about medical school. And how you know, medical school people are not doctors, not nutrition. I thought that was really fascinating. They only have a few hours on nutrition, and I've read a couple of books on plant-based diets and you know, how the doctors. And these are written by doctors, medical doctors, and how the very little education that they got on nutrition and health. Because, well, we'll get sidetrack here a little bit. The point being watch your diet, if you don't watch what you're eating on a daily basis, if you're not careful about the types of food that you're taking into your body, you become physically ill, right? Look look at the virus, coronavirus, the COVID-19 virus, right? They're saying that people dying from the virus have health issues. Now, a lot of our health issues, and we'll get to this spirituality again in a minute, but there's a the tie to that, your spirituality, from my perspective of, of being able to tap into and, and figure out, oh, from a spiritual perspective, is this healthy or not healthy? Is this going to help me to get, you know, to the rest of my life in a healthy state? Back to what I'm saying. So nutritionists, those who are studying this, realize that our diets are what kill us. Diabetes, you know, diabetes for the most part, is avoidable. They're type 1 and type 2, and I always get too confused. One of them says it's brought on by bad, bad eating habits and life, lifestyle habits, right? Of course, you have to exercise and some of the things in your life. But so diet is really important in our life. And science will show us a way to how the body functions, what the body does with the food, and what foods actually help cellular growth and healthy cellular growth? And what foods, right? What foods will actually deter from our health? Put on weight, to feel muscle tone, all that sort of thing. And then you've got the other aspect of what, what we do with lifestyle. Do we smoke? Do we drink? Do we do this? Do we do that? It's all impacted. So, what does the spirituality have to do with this? If anything, What is what is Spirituality, a connection to spirit. It's a connection to higher sources of energy, right? Would you agree with that? Connection. Spiritual, spirituality is the desire to connect to a higher life form, the higher power, God, spirit, source, angels. Spirituality is that quest to know where we came from, how we were created, and to be able to learn from higher energies way to maintain our life. I mean, people call psychics. I, mean, I get psychics. A lot of them are on relationships, but the whole idea is, how do we look life? How can we be most successful? How can we be most prosperous? So spirituality, we tap into higher sources of energy, higher knowledge, higher wisdom to help guide us through it. You know, one of the areas that I think in terms of How do we tie that? How do we tie spirituality or lifestyle together, right? So let, let's move on a little bit and we'll come back to this in a few minutes. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about spirituality, lifestyle, health, diet, all that stuff. Because that really is connecting to a higher source. Now, as a medium and talking to dead people, what call dead people we, we get a lot of information on okay, how do we live our life? What's our goal? What's our purpose? So that lifestyle, that health, that personal lifestyle is really important. So let me switch back to this article. I was starting to get into the mysticism. I like mysticism. What is is mysticism, right? What is mysticism? Mysticism is a connection to to a higher source of energy. Well, I started to talk about business, and in business, Create solutions. Let me just sidetrack. I'm getting off a little different direction here. But we'll go back to this thing about mysticism in a minute. And a little bit on that too. Uh, solutions. I learned in a business book a long time ago that we all are seeking solutions to problems. A business person, whatever aspect of your life, looking for solutions, right? I've got a problem. And in the business books I write, okay, we have a problem. How do you get a solution to that problem? How do you, date? How do you dig into it? one book, Creativity and Business, it talked about this idea of letting go of the problem, turning it over to higher consciousness, collective consciousness. Now, that, to me, that's spirituality, turning it over to a higher source, god source energy, spirit, turning that, informa- turning that problem over there and letting that problem confel into a solution where the solution comes back to. Now we get into all the details of how to do that. The key thing is you turn it over, you let it go, and you go do something that you enjoy doing. They, they said, get away from the desk. If you got a problem, get away from your de- desk. Get away from worrying about your problem. Right? Solution. Even in science, scientists, they have, they have a problem. They let it go. They let it go. They go and do something else. Where does that answer come from? Where does it come from? From a higher source. Now, some people would say collective unconsciousness or, you know, somewhere out there and there's this thing that kind of passes it back to us. I say it's your higher source, your higher self. That everything that's ever been asked, is already, there's already a solution for it. Or everything that will ever be asked, every problem that has ever existed will ever exist, there's already an answer for it. So you just have to turn it top and tap into the solution. It's there. It's already out there. The answers are there already. No spirit being has to go. Well, let's put this together. See if we can come up with a solution. there no, have a solution. You know, in the eons of time, both linear and spiritual time or experience, every problem that we have ever faced on this planet, on an end or group matter. There has been, that problem has existed before, and solution has been has existed before. You know, it could be little things about diet. Well, what's there's a solution. There's an answer that already exists. And all we have to tap into it. Now, when you think about that. So, any problem that you have, even a small little problem, it would be nice to work out your own problems and not depend on. Spiritual teachers to solve their own problems, but every problem that has ever existed, there's an no answer. Now, if you believe in multiple universes, science talks about planes of existence, dimensions, which in spiritual training that we have some different spiritual planes of existence. We have the physical, and we have the astral, and the shell, and we have so forth and so on, and the Christ consciousness plane. All these planes of existence and life as spiritual beings exist on all these different planes, but why not different dimensions and different universes? Multiple universes. The multiple universe that there are multiple universes with multiple life forms that have existed. Who knows how long, if you want to put it in your time. to any into everything that's ever happened. All the information that's ever happened and all the problems that have ever existed are still existing. Interesting, right? I, I don't really agree with me, but the spiritual perspective on this idea that everything, that every problem that's ever existed has already been a solution. So you can tap into these solutions. You can download them to your own consciousness. So let's get to the word back talk about that I want to talk about a little bit about mysticism the mystic. What is a mystic? A mystic as far as I'm concerned is how I understand it from my own reading, my own experience. Because as a shaman shamanism, we were trained for this process of journey journeying to higher planes of existence. Try being a mystic, going out and experiencing what it is like to tap into a higher plane of existence. Okay. And I went on journeys. I would go on journeys to experience what it, what they call it the upper world. There was the upper world the middle world and the underworld. I never went to the underworld because, well, that's a whole different story. We don't want to go to the underworld because from a spiritual perspective, those are negative energies. We don't necessarily want to get negative energies. Now I could talk about shamanism and I could talk about this whole idea of retrieving. little bit, Read a little bit, and then we'll go back to our journey. A little bit more about mysticism and being a mystic, and how can we be a mystic. Okay. Okay. As he, going back into the article, he says, as I mentioned, scientists and spiritual teachers do very different goals. While the pursuit of the former is to find explanations of natural phenomena, that of the latter is to change a person's self and the way of life. However, there Different pursuits both are led to make statements about the nature of reality that can be compared. Among those modern scientists to make comparisons were some of the leading physicists of the 20th century who had struggled to understand the strange and unexpected reality revealed to them in the explorations of the atomic and subatomic phenomena. In the 1950s, simply scientists, this popular about the history and philosophy of quantum physics, in which he hinted at remarkable parallels between the worldview implied by modern physics and the views of Eastern spiritual and philosophical traditions. The following three quotes are examples of these early comparisons. The general notions about human understanding, which are illustrated by discoveries in atomic physics, not in the nature of things wholly unfamiliar, wholly unheard of or new. Even in our own culture, they have a history in the Buddhist and Hindu thought a more considerable and central place. That was Robert Oppenheimer, who was one of the atomic bomb creators. This was written in 1954. If you look into the traditions, more of the mystical traditions of Hinduism and Buddhism, the philosophies, you will see this parallel between science, this idea of the atomic level. Okay, next one. Niels Bohr, who is a scientific physicist, for a parallel to the lesson of atomic theory, must turn to those kinds of episodical problems which already thinkers like Buddha and the Lao Tzu had been kind of confronted. So we go back centuries, centuries, thousands of years, Back to these teachers of Eastern philosophy who dealt with the same theolo- theological or theoretical problem about atomic energy and structure of life from subatomic. Okay, Varda Eisenberg wrote the great scientific contribution in theoretical physics has come from Japan since the last war, maybe an indication of a certain relationship between Phil's philosophical ideas in the tradition of the Far East, and the philosophical substance of quantum theory, of spirituality, out of theories about life, out of spiritual teachers centuries ago, thousands of years ago, we bear truth to the scientific theories of today. During the 1960s, there was a strong interest in Eastern spiritual tradition in Europe and North America, and many scholarly books on Hinduism, Buddhism, and Taoism were published by Eastern and Western authors. At that time, the parallels between these Eastern traditions and modern physics were discussed more frequently. And a few later, I explored it. Is There's a spirituality, but sort of a mystical spirituality, like what are the mysteries of the universe? Can we journey? Okay, let's go on to the next section. I'm going to read this, and we'll see what time we have left. Okay, let's go on to the next section and get go back to that a little bit. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, my main thesis in this book is that the approaches of physics and mystics, even though they seem to be quite different, share some important characteristics, begin with their method is thoroughly empirical. Physicists derive knowledge from experiments, mystics from meditative insights. Now, if you want to get to this, tap into this universe, to understanding, mystics venture outside of themselves into this cosmic place through meditation, like like, as a... Shaman, you would take a journey to the upper world to gather information and bring it back. Mystics, meditative insights, both are observations, and in both fields, these observations are acknowledged as the only source of knowledge. What do you think? The objects of observation are, of course, very different in the two cases. Mystics looks within and explore the consciousness at various levels. Think about that, higher consciousness, exploring consciousness, a higher consciousness experience, the higher self, right? You say it's tapping into the higher self. Let's, let's move on a little bit more and then we're we'll going to go back to what we talk, we're we talking more about. How do we apply it in our lives today? How do we apply this to our lives, this understanding? The objects of observation, of course, are very different in two cases. Mystics, let's explore their consciousness. Physics, by contrast, begin their inquiry into the essential true nature of things by studying the material work, exploring even deeper realms of matter. They become aware of the essential of all natural phenomena. More than that, they also realize that they themselves and their consciousness are interacting That ancient Indian wisdom that Brahma, the ultimate reality without, is identical to the Atman, the reality within. So what we're saying here is physicists are realizing that what we are is just part of a universe. What our makeup is just part of the universe, right? We are connected to all there is. The internal and the external are totally connected. We transcend the physical by a mystic. And by meditation anybody can be a mystic. Anybody can be a mystic. It's just a practice of meditation, a practice of a desire to connect to a higher consciousness, our own higher consciousness or a higher consciousness of the universe to get answers. We're back to solution about our style, about what we're doing, why we're here, where we're going. Meditation. Is the practice, just like the science, of using consciousness to get answers. It's information. Scientists gather information, and they want to explore information. They want to see information. They want to prove information as being truth. Is the theory provable? Is the theory provable? Can we? Is the hypothesis provable? It's the same thing with myths. Who has God? There, who is God? What is God? What is the universe? So we tap into a consciousness that's connected to all consciousness to get answers. As they said, and I feel like I've been kind of inspired to say that every answer, every problem is already out there. Any problem has already existed. Any and every solution to that problem is out there. So we look at the COVID-19 for a moment. Or we look at our health, we let's just focus on the COVID-19. From that perspective, from this psychic and also mystical experience, the answer is out there. The answer is really there already. And all those who are explorers get answers, they take what they understand, their knowledge, their background, their scientific studies, understanding of cells or understanding of viruses, and then they tap into a higher source, a higher consciousness. And the more they tap into this higher consciousness, the more they let go of, well, I know it all, I know everything, and to allow solutions to come to them, the answers will come. What do you think about that. Now, we do it on a day to day basis. What car should I buy? Well, we tap into consciousness, the energy goes around, and we come back. and This is the best car for you. You're looking for a solution. I have a problem in my relationship. Now, you might go to an outside source, and you might confirm the outside source that you really believe. I've talked to a therapist, and oh, whoa, okay, but this has got to fit. It has to connect with your consciousness. Does that make sense? So how do we do this? How do we tap into that? How can a scientist do it or anybody in life get these answers that already exist, that are all the other and we just have to kind of open up to it? Well, let's go back to the word meditation. Meditating on it. Just being quiet. And In meditation, you ask your problem. You ask your problem. You say, well, whatever that problem is, how do I solve the problem? How do I math problem, And you turn it over. And you get into a quiet state of consciousness, to a quiet state of meditation, distracting your mind from all the problems and all the difficulties. You get your mind off the problem. You get your mind off of that. You get into this kind of blissful state of meditation. Maybe you want to focus on beautiful colors. Maybe you want to focus on music. Maybe you want to focus on something that feels good. Because the essence of meditation is to feel good, to focus on something that feels really, really good to us, right? We agree? And once you get into that state, the universe, spirit, source, God, whatever, will download the information to you, will give you the information, or to look for that information. You get those aha moments, that synchronous, you have a problem, you ask a question, you get quiet, relax. You meditate on it for a moment. let well, you know, let's just give you three minutes. Take three minutes to meditate on any problem. Turn it over, let it go, turn it over, get quiet, get peaceful, and wait. Wait for the universe respond with a solution. It may come in a dream. It may come in something you read. You're direct Synchronicity means that you're directed to answers. It's not a coincidence. Synchronicity is a direct re- of the universe to your problem. Science does it. They don't realize they're doing it. Scientists do it. They don't realize that they're being guided from higher energies, higher consciousness to solve problems. So we can do it. The problem a problem, even if, it, if it's a little problem or a big problem, you can tap into that knowledge, that information that's out there. Because to restate this obvious, Statement, and I think it's really a fascinating statement. Any solution, any problem already, already, has them, already has a solution. Think about that. Every problem has a solution. It's been thought of, the problem has been there. We have, you know, at the time, multiple universes, we have multiple life forces that, that have faced the same problem. Right now, or in the past. Or in the future, I don't like to deal in your time too much, but all you have to do is meditate. Meditate. Meditate, much like science, in the way in theory meditates on the problem, lets it go, gets busy doing some experiments, and then boom, the answer comes, right? So, spirituality is that mystic ability to tap into higher sources of knowledge. Forever in linear time that we can tap into. Think about it. Let's meditate on it. Let's find solutions for meditation and tapping into higher consciousness. This has been a little show. I didn't think I'd get (laughs) enough information.